Today, let's talk about Bitcoin mining. What is going on? It's your boy Crypto Bobby. Hope you are having a great day, great night, wherever you're watching or listening in from. And today, yep, that's right. Let's talk a little bit more about Bitcoin mining. And the reason for this, at least in my mind, is because when we've gone from $19,000 back down to the 4,000 and lower range that we're at right now, there has been a lot of discussion, especially recently, around Bitcoin mining. Number one, the economics of Bitcoin uh, mining specifically. Number two, the environmental implications of Bitcoin mining. You're starting to see a lot of quote-unquote FUD, both from small news outlets and major news outlets as far as why Bitcoin mining might be unsustainable, why it might not be good. And you're also starting to see a lot of things about mining profitability. When Bitcoin goes up, it's everybody's mining Bitcoin. Uh, Bitmain is selling out. They're planning an IPO. All this crazy stuff. Bitcoin goes down. Everybody's turning off miners. You're seeing these Twitter images of people in China with wheelbarrows full of miners running around throwing miners in the trash because it's just not profitable to mine anymore. And you're starting to even see more and more of these articles about a break-even price when it comes to mining. At $3,500, miners are turning off their rigs. At $4,500, miners are turning off their rigs. What does it actually mean? Who knows? What's the actual calculation? Well, there was a really good piece of, of information that was essentially put out by CoinShares recently that I thought was fantastic. An industry report on Bitcoin mining. There's a ton of helpful information that we can glean off that and some somewhat informed conclusions that we can base off this that number one, dispel some of the FUD that goes around. Number two, also go to shed some light that maybe you didn't know as far as the centralization of Bitcoin mining. That has been another massive thing that people have been talking about recently, especially when you've had the whole Bitcoin cash hash wars with the Bitcoin cash ABC versus Bitcoin cash uh, Satoshi's vision, Satoshi's eyeball, SV, whatever you want to call it. So there's been a lot of discussion recently around Bitcoin mining centralization, the environmental impacts there, and we can dive into all of that and glean a lot of really good insights from this CoinShares report that we're about to dive into. Now, before we hop into my computer, what we're going to do is I will drop a link to that report below. I highly recommend you take the five to 10 minutes it takes to read through the report. It's really good stuff. And as always, I try to pick the things that I think are somewhat interesting and important, at least in my mind, but you're probably going to be able to get, gain your own insights off of it. Maybe things that I missed, maybe things that I didn't cover. And even if you are somebody that hates proof of work, uh, hates Bitcoin mining, hates Bitcoin in general, maybe you're a big Ripple advocate and you think that uh, you know proof of work is, is the, the devil, whatever. I highly recommend that you take the time to go through this because I think it's a really well done report. Uh, and a lot of good, interesting insights. And as always, if you're new to the channel, hit that subscribe button. If you're enjoying the video so far, hit that like button. Let's go. All right, so we're here right now on the Bitcoin Mining Network paper. And again, this is research that was released by CoinShares. I will have a link again to this paper in the description on YouTube and the podcast. But uh, this is from CoinShares Research and Three Body Capital. And starting off with the introduction, I think, is one of the most important things to, to discuss and then to conceptualize as we move forward. And this is something that I'm literally, as I'm recording this, looking on Twitter at a discussion around the break-even mining cost of Bitcoin and how that is essentially going to be the death spiral of 
cryptocurrency and Bitcoin in specific. And so we'll kick things off right now as far as what they said. They said, among our findings is an estimate that since May, the market average all in marginal cost of creation at five cents kilowatt per hour and an 18 month depreciation schedule has increased from from approximately $6,500 to $6,800. This suggests that at current prices, the average miner is either running at a loss and unable to recover capex, mining at electricity costs closer to three cents per kilowatt hour, or depreciating mining gear over 24 to 30 months, or paying less for mining gear than our estimates. So at a very high level, let's just break this down real quick. A lot of things have been coming out recently that people are saying it costs X amount of money to mine a Bitcoin. And in this case, this research suggests that at five cents per kilowatt hour, which is the standard electricity cost that CoinShares is utilizing, they're saying that it costs on average $6,500 and now more recently $6,800 to mine a Bitcoin. Now, obviously, as of the time of recording this, we're at less than $4,000 per Bitcoin or about $3,800 per Bitcoin. So these Bitcoin miners are not even close to breaking even as of these estimates. So what, what does that mean? Either the miners are simply mining at a loss to keep the network alive and also because they're speculating on the future price of Bitcoin, they don't want to exit the market. Uh, they might be mining with a lot cheaper electricity than five cents per kilowatt hour um, or they are running their finances in a different method as far as depreciation of mining gear and some other strategies. Now, this is also a, an important part that we'll dive into more um, and something that a lot of people bring up as well. But furthermore, we show that Bitcoin mining is mainly located in global regions where there are large unused supplies of renewable electricity available. And finally, we calculate a highly conservative estimate of the lower bound of renewables in the energy mix powering the Bitcoin mining network is at 77.6%, making Bitcoin greener than almost every other large-scale industry in the world. So essentially what they're saying here is Bitcoin mining is primarily located in geographies where there is a significant amount of unused renewable energy, be it wind, solar, whatever it might be. And that at this point in time, the energy powering the Bitcoin mining network is made up of 77% renewable energy. And that is very different from what a lot of people talk about, a lot of the kind of FUD in the industry that Bitcoin is incredibly awful for the environment. And it might be, it might not, but we're going to discuss the points that this paper brings up in this discussion now. So one of the first things that this paper does starting off is talking about why they believe in proof of work as a consensus mechanism being better to the alternatives currently available. You might not believe that. So I don't want to spend too much time discussing proof of work versus other non-proof of work consensus mechanisms, because I feel like for the most part, a lot of people are very set in their ways, regardless of the information presented to them. So I'm not going to waste your time with that. What I do think is very much interesting is the network development and the cost of generating a Bitcoin or really the cost of of kind of putting in the proof of work uh, necessary to generate a Bitcoin. And when they talk about this, they say, you know, since the last uh, since the last report that CoinShares put out in May of 2018, the hash rate has increased significantly uh, from 30 exahash per second to 40 exahash per second. During this period, uh, that the hash rate grew faster than any uh, any period in the two-year average, but also slower than the all-time average. 
And in that point in time, we've seen the price of Bitcoin drop from $8,500 to the $4,000, less than $4,000 right now. And they point to the fact that this is absolutely putting pressure on miners as the revenues from, you know, if you are mining with the same equipment and Bitcoin is $19,000 versus where you're mining right now, you're obviously making less money, all else being equal or all else, you know, considering all else being equal. So while this paper starts off by saying that the cost of production at five cents per kilowatt hour in an 18 month capex depreciation now stands at approximately $8,500 versus $6,500 in May. I think the biggest takeaway from this paper, in my opinion, is they say this, uh, referencing tables one through five, they say it is still very much possible to profitably mine under the right combination of electricity price entrance point on the technology curve and hardware cost and the reason i think this is so important is because there are a ton of articles and there are going to be more articles that are coming out there's going to be discussion on cnbc and bloomberg and all these places that say it's not profitable to mine bitcoin anymore nobody's going to secure the network it's everybody's going to leave. It's 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 a failure. Bitcoin is not going to survive. Bitcoin's not going to make it. This is very much a not a guessing game, but there are so many different variables when it comes to the profitability calculations of Bitcoin that it is nearly impossible to say this is the break even point. This is the break even point. CoinShares research suggests one price. They also recognize that if their variables are changing, if you have almost near cheap electricity, I know some miners out there that are basically government subsidized, government subsidized, that it completely changes the calculations. It completely changes the profitability levels. It completely changes the break-even levels. So if there's any point, any single paragraph you take away, that basically no matter what price somebody puts out there in a Bloomberg article or in a CNBC article or even in this, when they say you know the, the average cost of production might be $8,500, there is a number of different variables that you have to take into consideration. And it is still possible to be profitably mining under the right conditions, again, of electricity price when you buy your when you buy the hardware versus um when you're essentially when you buy the hardware in the hardware life cycle because asics are more effective on day one versus when they are on day 150 of their life cycle and also the hardware cost in general now an additional piece of information that a lot of people constantly point to as quote unquote bitcoin fud bitcoin mining fud is that it is all centralized in china and that is still somewhat the case, but it is trending in the opposite direction uh, in terms of this research than many people suggest and a lot of people throw out there. So in this research, they say, you know, it is still commonly believed that most Bitcoin mining still takes place in China. While we cautiously agree with this belief, our estimate is that no more than 60% of miners currently remain within Chinese borders. And when you're looking at Chinese mining, the vast majority, according to the suggestions here and research by CoinShares, the vast majority of Chinese miners are located in a handful of provinces. Uh, Sichuan is where about 80% of Chinese miners are located. Uh, and 
The big thing about these Chinese miners is it's not just random locations. Uh, the big consideration there is low cost energy as well as high speed internet for these uh, northern regions. And in some cases, low temperature. And one of the, I think, more fascinating parts about this research to me was this subject of curtailment. Uh, and that's something that you may know about, you might not know about it and how it specifically relates to Bitcoin mining as a whole. So you might be wondering, what is curtailment? Why does it involve Bitcoin mining? And why does it matter, especially in China? Well, if you're not familiar with curtailment, essentially what it means is uh, in the case of renewable energies, be it wind or solar or something like that, there is an overgeneration, there is an oversupply of energy. And if you put all that energy back into the grid system, there is a risk of overloading the uh, grid system as a whole and shutting it down uh, because you have generated too much energy. And the big primary cause of that, and especially in China, is China has tried to develop all these rural areas where there is an oversupply or where there's an abundance of renewable energy, but they've created so much renewable energy in those areas and there's nobody there to consume it. Bitcoin miners have essentially rushed there or they in the past rushed there because there was an oversupply, there was an abundance of renewable energy and they were able to get really, really cheap energy because if they didn't consume that energy, that energy might go to waste because of curtailment and because if the if the energy was provided back to the grid system, it risked overloading that grid system. So essentially in this case, Bitcoin miners in China in the case of these oversupplied regions of renewable energy, we're actually doing somewhat of a service as far as consuming that energy at a really cheap rate, because if not, it literally would have gone to waste. And that's why curtailment in many respects is something I really hadn't thought about before Bitcoin mining, but really interesting when you consider uh, the overinvestment, number one, of China into these rural areas, trying to, to build up other areas outside of the main cities, but also the kind of service that Bitcoin miners played there in, in reducing curtailment as a whole. Now, again, it's no secret that the vast majority of or over 50% of, of Bitcoin mining in specific uh, is occurring right now at CoinShares estimate 60% in China. But where else is the majority of the other Bitcoin mining happening? And right now it is majority located in North America and specifically the Pacific Northwest has done well, at least in the past to Washington State, Oregon, British Columbia, uh, Quebec, upstate New York is now becoming a a Bitcoin mining destination. We're also seeing Norway, Sweden, Iceland as places where there is quite a bit of uh, investment into Bitcoin mining. And again, this happens to be in areas mostly where there is a high amount and overabundance of cheap renewable energy. And it makes sense because when you're looking at Bitcoin mining, one of the big things and really probably the biggest thing outside of the hardware you acquire when you acquire it and the, the cost of the hardware is the supply of energy that you are able to have and the cost of that energy. And the cheaper you can get that energy, the better. So this is something where renewable energy, especially in places where there is curtailment or an overabundance of renewable energy or some type of incentive to consume that energy in this scenario, it is driving Bitcoin miners to focus on places where there is that massive supply of renewable energy. And that's also going back to the original point from the introduction, why CoinShares estimates that 77% 
of Bitcoin mining is done on renewable energy because it essentially makes sense from a business-driven decision. It's not really done by the goodness of their heart in saving the environment or anything like that. So one of the big things with cryptocurrency mining is that it is causing harm to the environment and it is highly, highly detrimental to the world as a whole. There were a number of different articles published recently as far as how badly uh, you know how much energy Bitcoin mining takes in comparison to a number of different countries. Um, what it might be doing in terms of raising temperatures, uh, just globally, a number of different things like that. And in the research from CoinShares, they say that while we can say with reasonable certainty that cryptocurrency mining is at the very least not doing any incremental harm by taking up electricity that would otherwise be grounded and wasted proving that it is actually net beneficial for the renewable space is a bigger challenge, uh, warranting deeper research in subsequent work. So CoinShares is saying that at the very least, Bitcoin mining is not necessarily doing incremental damage to the environment, to uh, the energy sector. And they're saying that there may even be an argument that Bitcoin mining is a positive for the energy sector and for the world almost because they're consuming excess renewable energy that would be wasted. And because of that, there is more consumption of renewable energy. There might be deeper investment into renewable energy in the future. And we might actually see more renewables coming into the fold than we're seeing right now because Bitcoin is essentially helping the adoption of that in the long run. And one thing that's fairly funny is the comparison to PlayStation gaming and to just <laughs> PlayStation gaming, Xbox gaming, Nintendo Wii, and a lot of the other kind of gaming out there right now. Um, again, going back to it, I've seen countless articles about how Bitcoin consumes more electricity than uh, every other country in the sun, essentially. But when you compare that to uh, a combination of the existing uh, PlayStation systems, or 85 PlayStation 4 systems, 40 million Xbox One systems, 15 million Nintendo Wii consoles, and if you compare the weighted average uh, gameplay power draw of 120 watts, you include a television, a 40-inch LED TV, you play that for four hours a day, it sits idle for 20 hours a day. If you consider those... Uh, if you consider those uh, kind of inputs into an equation, the gaming systems actually draw more power globally than Bitcoin does. So there's a lot of things that, you know, there's a lot of FUD, whatever you want to call it, about Bitcoin being useless, it having no value, it being a complete drain on the system. Nobody says that about playing video games because you know maybe people get enjoyment out of that whatever it might be nobody says that about watching tv you can potentially argue that bitcoin at some point in time maybe it doesn't right now but could provide more global value uh for the world if it does become a monetary network of significant purpose value utility in the future versus you know, simply being a, a video game console and a tv you can compare apples and oranges basically across the board to anything doesn't necessarily mean it holds true. But I thought that was a really kind of funny point looking at it uh, and comparing Bitcoin mining to playing video games. So hopefully this video is helpful to understand some of the key points around mining centralization, the fact that it's in China right now, 60% 
but it is moving outside of China and there are other areas, be it in, in North America, Pacific Northwest, uh, other countries as well, other continents that are starting to see increased mining adoption, uh, especially folks around renewable energies. Also the fact that maybe Bitcoin isn't killing the environment and going to turn the world into a fiery death pit. Maybe that's not gonna happen, who knows? If you actually got this far in the video, Comment below fiery death pit so I can hear and see that you actually got this far into the video. But maybe Bitcoin isn't actually that, that, that awful for the environment that mainstream media, be it CNBC, Bloomberg, wherever wants you to believe. Uh, and hopefully just this video provided some level of value to you to, to help you understand some of the maybe finer, more minute parts about the economics of Bitcoin and the break-even prices. Because, you know, like we had talked about, there are so many different variables that anytime anybody comes out with a number that is absolutely definitive and says, hey, this is the number where people are breaking even. And at that point in time, everybody's going to shut down Bitcoin miners and the world's gonna go crazy, that's probably not true because while you know, many people might be uh, mining at 10 cents per kilowatt hour, there might be somebody out there with mining at two cents per kilowatt hour or three cents or one cent, or maybe they're even being completely subsidized by some small local government somewhere. Who knows, there are way too many variables to consider before you can really go about throwing and spreading FUD on everything. As always, I hope you enjoyed this video. If you have any questions, Feel free to sound off in the comments uh, on YouTube or if you're listening on the podcast, definitely shoot me a tweet at crypto underscore Bobby. Thank you so much for your time. Crypto Bobby signing out. Have a good one. Peace.